Okay, with Joe Southwell, Echo is the short film from the UK. Uh, this is a from the female film play at the Female Filmmakers Film Festival. I really love this film a lot. I think it's perfectly executed film, just from a technical creative standpoint. A beautiful sound design, but a beautiful story, like very cinematic, but very arty, very like it's like this is what a short film from someone who sees thousands of short films every every uh, every year. This is what a short film was about. So congratulations on the film. So uh, I, I see that's doing very well for yourself. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, we're really happy. It seems to have um, started to kind of pick up a bit of momentum across the festivals, which is amazing. Um, and it's lovely to hear that kind of feedback, actually, because we've actually found it, you know, I, maybe it's just the way it is with all short films, but either some festivals, they absolutely love it and screen it and it gets awards and everything or others don't even screen it at all so it seems very much like a marmite um type type thing with echo um probably because well, quite... the other festivals don't know what they're doing and they basically well that's you know that's obviously my opinion yeah. obviously they don't know you know quality when they see it but hey you know <laughs> Listen, for my subjective opinion i don't think anybody sees more short films a year than i do and okay. uh, this is a no-brainer acceptance at any festival. This oh, election. Thank you. Thank so you so tell much. Me, tell me about okay the, the idea. So basically, it's like I said, it's kind of like a experimental kind of uh, film about Alice. I guess her name is Alice. She mm -hmm. she's going into her imagination because uh, basically she's there's been a lost child. I guess right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I. I guess the story, I mean, I originally wrote it as a story, as in like a narrative piece of writing um, and very much sort of inspired by a miscarriage. I had a miscarriage many, many years ago. And it was that sort of journey of recovery that that I went through, I guess, inspired that original story. Um, and but when I came to kind of make it into film, I think it it just felt really natural that we kind of went with Alice and discovered what her imagination was and to actually allow her to enjoy that moment with the lost child um yeah and so that kind of fantasy you, element yeah so then the, it was you and there was a Mar Mario I guess is also credited as a writer so yeah tell me about the the like the development writing process was it like a distinct script that you guys had before you started shooting, what was the process? Um, yes, yes. So Mario came on board much, much later in the project. Um, but he and I have worked together. We we're both part of BAFTA crew a few years ago, and we'd kind of met each other that way. And he's a very, very good writer, um, and he's developing his own directing work as well at the moment. And I, it was really important for me to get a male perspective on the story because... I wanted it to be emotional and powerful and, and thought provoking and everything, but I also wanted it to be accessible to, to all audiences. I didn't want to say, oh, this is a female film only kind of thing. I didn't want it to be that. Um, and he came on board and kind of helped, you know, we really spent time just thinking about the other person other than Alice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. generally speaking, when when there's a miscarriage or a loss of a child, there's there's a relationship happening, mm -hmm. like there's a marriage or a relationship happening, and he's going through his grief, you're going through your grief. It's they're usually different, and and, and but the problem is, yeah, the save the, the relationship, you have to mm -hmm. connect, still connect, I guess, right? And it's Absolutely. hard when you're going through mourning, I guess, right? Absolutely. I think. I mean, even if it's, I mean, I guess as we all know in life, even if it's nothing 
as big a tragedy as the loss of a child or loss of a pregnancy um yeah we can all do that can't we we can get kind of stuck in our own in our own place our own grief yeah. and you know but then yeah. within this case it's it's a mutual connection is a mutual grief meaning that like not the not the like you know what i mean if your parent dies it's mm -hmm. your parent it's not his you know yes. what i'm trying you know what i'm saying it's yes. like and you, you Absolutely. Know, I wanted to show there was a real connection between the two people and, um, you know, between Alice and Tom. And it was really important that, you know, which I think the actor Reza did actually very well because he's not on screen that often. But I feel like he provided the character Alice with understanding and he was supportive. And even in the smallest moments, yeah. I felt he delivered really, really well. And that said, they're always disconnected, like on on the frame, they're always kind of disconnected from each other. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So when you're doing the process, you're like 100% you're going to direct this film was like, mm -hmm. was that, that was the goal all along, right? Oh, totally. 100%. Yeah. No question about it. I am a director. That's it. <laughs> so tell me about that process. Like what was the first thing that was the, was the actor playing? Was that the first thing that you like? Needed? No, actually very, very, um, First thing for me really was to get on board a producer that wanted to get behind the project because okay. I think, as you said at the beginning, it's quite a technically, um, you know, high production value short. And I always had a very strong image of how I wanted this film to look on screen. So I needed a producer that I could work with that was as much in love with wanting to tell this story as I was. And um I met Sarah from um, from Troy TV and luckily she fell in love with the script when she read it. She was like, yes, 100%, let's see what we can do. Um, so that kind of started the process and we had all the kind of the nitty gritty and, you know, of having to try and raise finance and Kickstarter and all that sort of thing. Um, and while we were doing that, that's when we started going out to cast to, yeah, to try and find, you know, who we thought would make the perfect Alice for us. Cause yeah, because you you have some special effects that you needed mm. to, so the the the, the cut them and then it was the way it was shot. Like the movie's going to cost some money, I guess, right? So yes, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> and uh, well, it look it looks like it like you, you don't have to say your your the the budget, but it looks like everything that was that that the money you spend was all it's all on the film, right? So let's put absolutely one hundred percent, yeah, totally, and it was. You know, it is an ambition. I do want to continue my film career making high production value films. Um, I really enjoy filming in a certain type of way and just, yeah, want to have that opportunity really to work in that way. So, but it, so tell it me about money. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so tell me about the filmmaking process then. So basically you got your producer and then do, did you audition for the, for the actor, the main actor? Yeah, no, we did. We actually worked with um, a casting director, Hannah Marie Williams um, on this project. I haven't always worked with casting directors for short films, but it, we just really, we wanted to just try and do everything almost like in the, in the correct way, in the way that it should be done in the industry. And also I think working with a casting director it expands my network of actors. You know, I would never have met Lizzie had Hannah not introduced her to us in the casting process. I probably would never have come across her. So, yeah, so that was really exciting. And it was always, because as you know, there's not much dialogue in it. So it's so emotional and also for an actor to try and deliver that on a self-tape and then over Zoom auditions and recalls. It's yeah. 
you know, it's a big ask. It's a big ask for actors. Um, it, the interesting thing about the casting process is that is that sometimes a great actor comes in, they're just not right for the role. Mm-hmm. But then you like their vibe, you like their talent. And then so you kind of put them in the back burner for maybe something in the future. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, there's, yeah, there's somebody else who was in the casting process who I have actually since worked with. And I will absolutely 100% hopefully work with her again in the future. Um, but that's part of it. That's, you know. That's you got it. So, then, so then where did you like, uh, we can get to the water scene in a second, mm-hmm. but where did you find, like, where was the beach location? Where did you find that? So the beach that's in, that's in the UK. Um, and uh, I was just going to say sandbanks and it isn't sandbanks. It's just gone because I was there recently and it's just gone completely out of my mind. Um, it's down near Hastings. Um, and yeah, it was just absolutely stunning and it was perfect because over here we have to, um, you can only film on beaches in um, like school time, like term time when the kids go back at school. So any holiday times when there might be peak tourists, you can't sure. film there. So we were restricted by certain things, which also meant the weather, as you it can imagine, yeah. was the water was freezing. Like cold isn't even enough. It was so free. It was freezing. And the first day I got down, I was like, oh my gosh, the sun's out. We're all wrapped up. The sun's out. It's dry. This is amazing. You know, getting everything set up. Two hours later, it's raining. Yeah. And we're like, oh, come on. So we only had two days on the beach, which was a shame because I would have liked, I would have definitely have liked one more day down there. But, you know, the weather, if we'd had perfect weather, it wouldn't have been an issue. But because you just don't in the UK. Um, but yeah, they sat in that water for a long time. I was going to say she like she's not wearing like she's pretty like her her attire is not that much. So she's no. she's a trooper. I know she went for it like Lizzie really like if, as an actress, not only emotionally, but just when she, you know, when she read the script, she really wanted this part. And then, yeah, when it got down there, she was like, no, it's fine. And, and the tide kept going out. So like. Had to keep walking further and further away from like hot cups of tea and things like that, and she's like, "No, it's fine, it's fine." And it's not easy shooting in water as well, but Adam, it's not easy shooting in water. No, 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 no. And I shouldn't have actually forget our DOP Alex because I mean he was in there wetsuit, you know, the the camera in the special like watertight bag, and he was right in there as well for the whole time. So, but. Um, so tell me about that you just mentioned your dp so tell me about the that 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 relationship do you storyboard everything before you start shooting like what was your process with this film yeah so i i do a combination so i'm very 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 visual so almost immediately as soon as i start working on something i you know images start to come into my head or color palettes and um i use different resources to um pull off maybe shots or or images that you might have seen in other films because I think that helps people relate to it quite quickly if it's the right tone and, and things like that. Um, again, for this one, so I'd done that process, but I also storyboarded Echo as well. And I found that was really important because of the VFX. They had to be very planned. So we couldn't leave anything to chance. Everything, we had to know exactly where everything was going to be in each frame in order to be able to work with the VFX Um department in post-production um and then yeah then we we just you know I'm very collaborative as well I love you know I want to bring the best out of everybody into the film because I think that's when we we get to make the best film so I had lots of conversations with Alex and we met up and we met with the storyboard designer and then with the producer and 
you know you always go for your wish list as a director you don't you don't get everything but i tried really hard to get as much as i could on this one yeah so, so okay let's talk about the underwater scene it's about mm. four minutes of your film mm. i'm assuming like okay well though you tell me how, how did you guys shoot how did you guys pull that off so uh filming underwater i'd never filmed underwater before but now that i have i would do it again tomorrow without heart but i found it really really easy actually um once you understand what you can't do, I think it allows you to be really creative within the boundaries that you have. That, And I quite like working like that. So um, we had to have like a test day uh, with Lizzie because she obviously had to be tested by the underwater team to see if she could actually stay underwater, if she could hold her breath for long enough, if it was going to be safe with the medicals. We had to go through all of those sorts of things. Um, and then once she'd passed that, she had a bit of a break. And then we then started kind of blocking through some of my choreography um, for in the film and then giving her the opportunity to see whether she could actually kind of do it underwater. And then, you know, obviously then going to put a camera right in front of her face as well. So um, it wasn't easy. The pressure was on. Um, but it was amazing. Like I said, she, you know, at moments she had to be literally kind of like tied down to this big weighted down to this you know big construction at the bottom of the the tank and then the oxygen mask is taken away and she's just gotcha. you know rolling and it's it's a very trust is like unbelievable that was the biggest thing about the whole that whole process was trust so she has about like around 30 seconds i guess to perform yeah yeah and it got it, it built up as the time went on because obviously her athleticism and her confidence and everything underwater grew but yeah she still only has to give a signal to the underwater team for them to bring the oxygen over to her and she has to believe that they'll get there in time so that's yeah it's a big thing okay yeah. so okay so you're, you're <laughs> in a water tank that's how you're mm -hmm. doing it, right and this yeah, is so a big water tank yeah is this something that's been shot before like this is like a, co a company that does does this like how does like what so yeah so actually i was really lucky um so we shot the underwater stuff at U stage at pinewood studios okay uh, and i'd approach them and ask them um you know could they help us basically um and they were very very generous and, and they said yes we'd like we'd love to support this film we believe it's got a good message um and then we worked with um the underwater diving services there who have I think they've controlled everything that you've probably seen that's been shot at Pinewood, they've done. So the the support team around us was absolutely brilliant. They really, really knew what they were doing. Um, and then um, we had our underwater cameraman was Mike Valentine. So he's done everything, you know. So it, we, we were very, very blessed that we had all this experience and knowledge around us and they were just happy to work with us and you know sort of realize my vision really gotcha and then so then then you just had like one the light comes from from up top i guess the lighting comes from up top and so, then... no, you had yes yeah, so we had certain lighting um above ground you could have um we had sort of like um yeah like a flash a flash to create certain things we then had yeah to create the ripple effects as well so that it would mimic the sea so that helped break up the light as it came down um some of the um stuff underwater actually had like a gold uh reflection on it so that would help bounce the light around as well but we had a pre-lighting day where we got to play with all of that to make sure we were creating 
the, the images that we wanted really. That's amazing. Okay, so I, I want to talk to you about uh, the sound design because I okay I think it's fantastic. Oh, and, good. Uh, it's it's such a good sound design that it's like you don't even like like of course the, the video is amazing as well, but you can actually just like have <laughs> the soundtrack of your mm. of just the sound and the music. So I'm curious about that process. Like it's like would you would you work with this person before? Like what was your creative process working with? This yeah. Person? So we have um, so we had Rupert, who's the composer, and then uh, Matt, who is um, sound design, and I'd had a lot of conversations with Matt about this project and for me what was really important was when she's underwater that that has to feel like it isn't a complete illusion initially in one of the first versions that we got back you could hear bubbles and breathing bubbles and things like that and I said no I don't any of that you need I wanted to kind of capsulate the audience and make them believe that she's totally fine in that moment underwater, even though it's, as you say, lasts for four minutes. You know, I didn't want the audience to question, oh, wait a minute, she hasn't taken a breath yet. Why isn't she drowning? So that was really important. So the sound design um, and choices of when to have it and when not to have it were of equal importance. Um, yeah. And then obviously that kind of contrasted to above ground with, everyday yeah. sounds yeah in its basic sense it's like you're mixing this is very general but you're mixing reality with with fantasy right so totally 100 yeah absolutely and yet that's you know for me that was what it had to be yeah if the audience don't believe when she's in that moment then yeah and if the film starts with like that what's that children's song hush little baby yeah. Yeah. Where did you, who came up with that idea for that's like that's just kind of has um, I, I, children's songs haunting kind of vibe to it doesn't it, it? Is, it is it sounds a bit weird but i used to sing it to my daughter so like, <laughs> yeah like yeah uh but i do i like it because because it's haunting i i yeah and i think children's nursery rhymes are anyway can't they can be quite creepy and yeah spooky well the original nursery rhymes if you go back to the 19th century and like read them yeah they're very kind of creepy yeah. they kind of there like lots of years but yeah yeah there was a lot of different versions of this one and some of the were i remember when we we're looking at it, i was like mm, no we're just going to keep to something really simple because i didn't want it to become all about that um so you're yeah. doing so then post-production you're you're doing the other special effects so obviously when you're shooting you know that this special effects gonna this 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 like like uh what would you call it like a light ray or like a echo an echo sorry you're right okay that, this echo yeah. kind of flash of light yeah is gonna be in the frame so you're mm -hmm. shooting knowing that that's gonna be in the frame did you already have an idea of what it was gonna look like before you started shooting yeah when I, yeah I had um, already started some sort of character design very very early on and again we're having conversations with my VFX artist about all of that and how, how to achieve it. Um, and then on set, when we were shooting down on the beach, um, you know, our lighting team, when they also had to know. So there were moments when they actually created, they'd made um, using broken glass and all these sorts of things. They'd actually made these lighting effects so that you could see reflections, even only tiny little ones. So that when the VFX, then gets put into the film, they kind of all match up. Um, yeah, so it's quite complicated. And uh, 
when we were filming, we also had to do kind of different plate shots. And I'm going to use a demonstration of my pencil. This is like you'd be holding a pencil. And that's oh, it's echo. Where's it going? It's here. It's here. And you know, yeah. going around there. So we had to do some some of the shots like that, which were again I'd choreographed so that when the VFX got hold of the film, they then knew where to almost to paint in the original um, images and then take it step by step from there. Gotcha. So it was like, was it kind of a, was it a, like, did you have experience doing uh, special effects in post before this film? No, not to this level. I've all, I mean, I'm a big sci-fi kind of influence, you know, sort of grew up in the Star Wars era and all that sort of stuff and love fan, obviously fantasy and things. So, but I've not had the opportunity to work on it before, which is why this, another reason why this film is so special to me, really. Yeah, it's 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 perfectly so. Then was how was the post production? Other than that, like you like you said, we had a beautiful sound design, got special effects. Were you happy with everything that you the the, the footage that you captured? Like when you were kind of putting the film together? Yeah, no. Generally, I mean, I remember there was one shot that I really wanted, which we didn't get, and I it, but that was from the beach. But I think when you go into post production, you know, your editor comes on board and they start assembling and they put in their kind of creative influence over the narrative as well. And it, you know, I was really lucky it worked, you know, it worked really well. It was um it was a really beautiful project, all the people on board, you know, and we we very naturally kind of went backwards and forwards and changed things and watched again and went back like that throughout until we all felt that we'd reached a point, okay, okay, we're good. Let's yeah. see what other people think. And and so we alluded that it's it's done well in the festival circuit. You're winning all kinds of awards. We yeah. sent you the audience to you and the audience feedback video. What did you think about what they had to say uh, from our festival? Yeah. Oh, do you know it made me so happy because that was um, very uh, one of the first things that we actually got feedback about, and it they actually seemed to really understand the film and they really got the film. And as you can imagine, as a filmmaker, that's yeah something. It's all you want to hear. You want to know that they think it's great and they got it and they understood it and they were moved by it. So yeah, I was over the moon. We were, well, we all were, it was, yeah, brilliant. So thank you. No, hundred percent. It's a great, like I said, it's a great film. And what are you working on now? You're writing a feature according to your blog? Yeah, no, I've got a couple of feature films that are in development. Um, I've done a bit of TV uh, directing as well recently, and that will come out in January and I'm continuing to develop other projects and hopefully 2024 will be an amazing time when there won't be any strikes and everybody will be working and I'll oh. be making some, you know. They just signed some long-term contracts. So that's there and everybody wants to work, right? So I think yeah, exactly. everything's going to go in overdrive. How was, uh, how was the TV directing experience for you? So I, I love TV directing, actually. I know it's very different from creating something like Echo, yeah. which is a completely different filming experience to working under a different type of schedule and generally working with people who work on that TV series day in, day eight. And as a, as a director, you then come in, you know, as the sort of outsider to come in and direct your little bit before you go. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a very different, um, different way of creating visual stories, but I do love it. I really love it. So very blessed. Well, do you do you ever think about because I because you you know you've directed some pretty uh, accomplished short films. Have you ever thinking mm -hmm. taking a plunge and doing uh, directing a feature? Absolutely, I, definitely my hit list, definitely my ambition. Um, just trying to get just trying to get them off the ground, really. Gotcha. 
so then yeah because obviously you know how to make a film you know how to direct to tell a story so yeah i guess it's I just the rest of the moving you. parts to do it right to, 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 i love long form like the um the tv series which i can't say at the moment that i've just done so that was an hour long episode okay. so obviously features are an hour and a half so it's like just getting to the, and i really enjoy working with that long form as well and seeing all the bits of the story kind of all the layers you got to shoot fast mm -hmm. right for TV, totally, it's it's great. Like you know, for film, you might get a couple of minutes in a day, and like yeah. on one TV thing I did, I think we shot something like twenty-one pages in a day, and you're like, what? <laughs> you know, completely different. And stylistically, obviously, you don't necessarily always get get to you know put as much style into it, but you have to you want you honor the series that you're working on as well, so yeah. and deliver for that audience. In a general sense, the TV likes the steady cam, right? So. Oh, I love steady cams. Steady cams are great. If they can afford it, they might give you one. But uh, yeah. that's always the other thing: budget. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I'd love to talk to you again and see what you do next because I think, like I said, okay. Echoes of Fate. It's like one of the better films of the one of the best films of the year. Short films I've oh, seen. Oh, thank you so much. It's so yeah. nice to hear. A lot Please. of lot of different emotions. A lot of and, and you mm. nailed it on all levels. So, thank you very much. Thank you. Let's talk again soon. Yes, definitely. Have a good day. Take care. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemizel, Hassenbemp Incorporated.